0: It seems that today, the truth has never been harder to come by. The legacy media consistently spins their worldview into some unquestionable truth, making it nearly impossible for everyday Americans to wade through the falsehoods and find a source of information they can trust. And it doesn't help that left-wing outlets dominate news media on every platform, including podcasts. Well, until now. Introducing Daily Wire's newest podcast, Morning Wire, a daily news show that values your time and the truth hosted by me, Georgia Howe, and Daily Wire editor-in-chief, John Bickley. Daily Wire's aim is to deliver an alternative news source that you can trust in your podcasts. And judging by the response so far, we're doing just that. As Morning Wire launched this week, it is already charted second on Apple Podcasts worldwide and 11th on all Spotify charts. Morning Wire is available now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So go subscribe and start listening today. And leave us a five-star review if you like what you hear. We've built a powerful newsroom of investigative reporters, opinion journalists, and writers dedicated to ensuring you see the news first and form your own opinions instead of blindly repeating what the left tells you. Let's listen to some of Morning Wire now.
1: On Tuesday, Dr. Anthony Fauci and Senator Rand Paul clashed over American funding of -of gain-of-function research in China and how this may relate to COVID-19 the senator is also calling for Dr. Fauci to face legal consequences.
0: Here to explain what's going on is Daily Wire's Ian Howarth.
2: Good morning, Georgia.
0: Good morning. So, Ian, how did we get to this point?
2: There's a lot to this story, with the feud between Dr. Fauci and Senator Paul going on for months at this point. The latest move in this ongoing battle came during a Senate hearing on Tuesday regarding the federal government's COVID-19 response, with Senator Paul implying that Dr. Fauci broke the law.
3: Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress.
0: So Senator Paul openly accused Dr. Fauci in a Senate hearing of committing a felony?
2: (laughs) It appears so. The senator said that evening that he would be sending a letter to the DOJ asking for a criminal referral.
0: So what specifically is he accusing Dr. Fauci of?
2: The accusations tie into the broader lab leak theory, where COVID-19 was thought to have been released, whether intentionally or by accident, from a Chinese lab, specifically the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In this case, Senator Paul has pushed Dr. Fauci on the notion of -of gain-of-function research carried out at this lab, and whether funding for this type of research was provided through various grant systems by America's medical research agency, the NIH an accusation, by the way, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases has denied.
0: Can I pause you for a second? Gain of function, we've been hearing that term a lot lately. Can you define it for us?
2: Sure, that's actually a point of debate. There is some disagreement over what gain of function means. It's usually defined as a type of medical research which deliberately changes an organism or disease to increase various factors like transmissibility or the type of hosts it can infect. Scientists acting in good faith usually carry out this research to better understand new infectious diseases in order to prevent or treat them in the future.
0: Okay, so how does this all tie in?
2: Well, during the hearing, Senator Paul discussed a Wuhan Institute researcher named Dr. Xi who wrote a paper titled, Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bat-SARS-Related Coronaviruses. Senator Paul said that Dr. Xi credited the NIH, provided the number of a grant she was given, and explained the research she carried out. In this paper, she took
3: two bat coronavirus genes, spike genes, and combined them with a SARS-related backbone to create new viruses that are not found in nature. These lab-created viruses were then shown to replicate in humans.
2: The important detail here is that, according to Senator Paul, this appears to fit the definition of the gain-of-function research the NIH said it paused between 2014 and 2017. Okay, okay. Back in May, Dr. Fauci denied that the NIH had ever funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan. So this led Senator Paul to accuse him of lying to Congress.
3: Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th, where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement.
2: The two then argued with Dr. Fauci accusing the senator, who is also a doctor, by the way, of not knowing what he's talking about.
3: Shake an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about.
0: OK, so a lot of drama here. The battle of the doctors.
2: <laughs> and it's certainly not over.
0: Ian, thanks for the breakdown. Daily Wires, Ian Howarth.
2: Up next, we'll look at
1: what teachers groups are planning for the new school year. In recent months, parents have begun pushing back on how race and identity are being taught in public schools.
0: With the national debate over critical race theory ramping up, Some parents are speaking out over what they say is politicized messaging from teachers.
1: Advocates for critical race theory are even arguing that merit is even racist. Um, They argue that math is even racist. I am worried about the dumbing down of curriculum. Uh, I am worried about this, about forced equality. I think we're going into Marxism.
0: The Daily Wire's Luke Rosiak has been covering this issue and has an update on what teachers are working on this summer. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. So uh, professional groups like the National Council of Teachers of English and the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics set the direction for how those subjects are taught in K-12 schools, and most of them have an annual conference each summer. You went through the agendas for each of these groups' conferences. What did you find?
1: Well, race is clearly dominating the discussion. In fact, the groups for every single subject have made race the focus this year. For example, the National Science Teaching Association is having a conference titled What is Social Justice Teaching in the Science Classroom? It begins by racially segregating the attendees with white teachers going into one room and minority teachers going into another.
0: I've heard about this. They call it uh, affinity groups.
1: Right. The Mathematics Conference, meanwhile, is oriented around sessions like Social Justice in Mathematics Teaching and Learning and How Do You Purposefully Advocate with Your Mathematical Curriculum? Nearly all the other sessions focused on race or advocacy in some form.
0: So a lot of focus on social justice and race. What's the rationale for that from an academic standpoint?
1: Well, the argument is that schools can improve outcomes for students of minority backgrounds if they focus on eliminating the hidden forms of racism, which they claim have been holding those students back.
0: Is it working? Do we have data about whether this type of teacher training is improving academic achievement, specifically for minority kids?
1: Well, we don't have data about these trainings specifically, but we know that in general, reading and math scores have been falling for a while, since 2013, really. In 2019, only 24% of all 12th graders were proficient in math and 22% in science. And that data was from before coronavirus remote learning, which of course set students back even more.
0: You've been tracking this issue for a while now, and you've reported that these teachers' organizations are focusing heavily on race and identity. But what do you know about the average teacher? Do you have any sense of what regular teachers think about this new direction? That's
1: a great question. It's it's hard to know exactly what most teachers think. But as we've just seen, the agenda really is being set by these big national teachers' councils and, of course, the teachers' unions. And those who disagree with these organizations might be reluctant to push back, at least publicly.
0: So if these conferences are an indicator, we can expect a heavy focus on race this year. Thanks for coming on, Luke. No problem. Daily Wire investigative reporter, Luke Rosiak. So subscribe now to Morning Wire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to podcasts to get the rest of this episode and all future episodes. And if you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review and help point fellow Americans in the direction of the truth. Thanks for listening.